this morning. Speak to us through your word. Give us ears to hear, we pray. Amen. So uh, at 176 verses long, Psalm 119 is the longest psalm in the Bible, and also, because of that, the longest chapter in the Bible. Now, Psalm 119 is a, is a beautiful piece of acrostic poetry. So what that means, it, it means that each, uh, each different is broken down into sections, uh, and each section begins with a, a, a new letter of the, of the Hebrew alphabet. So each, each line uh, in the first section begins with the, the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which is Aleph. And you see that in the Bibles. There's a section at the top that says Aleph, and the next one says Beit. So it's a, it's a piece of poetry broken down into these groups of eight verses, which is how, how you see it in, uh, in our English Bibles. But at its heart, what this psalm is, is it's a reflection, it's a contemplation on God's Word. All the way back in Psalm 1, if you can remember that far back when John, John Marsh opened that up for us, he says this. It, it, we're to, told about, uh, given a picture of the person whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And, and we're told that that person is like a tree, a healthy, vibrant, fruitful tree. The result, and Psalm 119 is, if you like, it's the full flowering of that image. It's the result of someone thinking on God's word over and over and over again. Now, another way you might, like, might help you to think about Psalm 119 is like someone holding a rich and precious jewel in their hand and they're turning it slowly in their hands to... In, in the light, to see the full beauty from every conceivable angle, just turning it around and around. And each time the light hits it in a different way, and you see another aspect of how beautiful God's Word is. And over the last several weeks, we've been exploring different ways of praying, praying the Psalms, prayers of praise, of, uh, prayers of lament, and pretty much everything in between. And today, we're exploring something that we might call contemplative prayer. Now, contemplative prayer is something that Richard Foster calls the steady gaze of the soul upon the God who loves us. The heart of this kind of prayer is simply being with God, letting go of all competing distractions and fixing our attention upon God and all that he is for us in Jesus and then listening to him and just enjoying his presence. So today we're going to do things a little bit differently than normal. I'm not going to speak to you for very long. Praise the Lord. I know you're all thinking. Uh, rather, I'm going to try and lead us in doing what Psalm 119 models. I'm going to try, I've never done it in a group quite this big before, to help us and lead us in contemplating God's words together. And so to set us off on that, I just want to reflect a little bit on what is probably the most famous verse of Psalm 119, the one that we've just been trying to remember together. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. So let's just spend just a little bit of time trying to get inside that image, first of all. Now, first, 
let me just point out um, what is one of the, the, the favorite features of Hebrew poetry. And it's something called poetic parallelism, which I know you'll all be familiar with. Um, a lot of English language poetry that we're used to employs rhyme, doesn't it? So, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Yeah, there's the rhyme, and that's what makes the thing work and flow together. But the way that parallelism works in Hebrew poetry is that it says the same thing in different ways. But sometimes with a slight twist, either to add a contrast or to explain the meaning of something. And that's what we've got here in this verse. So, a lamp for my feet, a light for my path, on my path. They're different ways of saying the same thing. So, what is it saying? Well, what does a lamp do? Yeah, it provides light. It, it helps you. It's like a flashlight. It helps you see in the dark. It helps you see where you're going. So what does this verse say about God? Well, it says that God guides us through his word. His written word in the Bible, his spoken word as it's opened up in preaching. And best of all, in his living word in Jesus who uh, the, the, the author of John's Gospel, John, uh, calls the Word made flesh. So what else does this verse say? What does it say about us? Well, actually, this verse says that we're in the dark. It says that unless we listen to God, we don't know what the good life is. It says that without God, we're lost. We're going to keep stubbing our toes and worse. It says that life is a journey, and we need to know where we're going if we're going to live it well. And so what's the significance of this verse for, for my life, for your life? Well, it means that I need to use God's word as a light through life. I need to allow God's word to guide me in everything that I do. I need not only to read it, but to allow it to read me, to get inside me and to change me from the inside out. I need to read it in such a way that it isn't just skimming the words as if to kind of put a tick next to read Bible on my daily list of chores, but actually to linger long in it as a way of hearing from God, hearing from my Creator. Uh, one theologian said that we should read the Bible like a love letter, as if the words were completely new and sent to us personally. So this morning, what I want to try and do together is a, a prayerful way of reading the Bible called Lectio Divina, and completely without planning, I believe that this is what Jacqueline spoke about last Sunday. So Lectio Divina is a, a fancy Latin way of talking about spiritual reading. It isn't meant to be a, a rigorous Bible study. You don't need to get out your Hebrew Bible and uh, your Greek concordance uh, it's meant to be a way of just really listening for the word and the voice of Jesus speaking to us through the, the scriptures. And the idea is that when you hear the word, the spirit leads us to meditation, to prayer, to contemplation. And it's about allowing God to speak to our hearts, not just our heads. What is God saying to me today? 
What am I going to do about it? They're the kinds of questions that we're asking. There are traditionally four elements to Lectio Divina. There's the Lectio, which means reading. There's the Meditatio, which means reflection. There's the Oratio, which means prayer. And the Contemplatio, which means uh, the contemplation. So it's, first of all, it's listening to the Bible, the words that are there before us. Then it's deepening and taking to oneself the message that we're hearing. Then it's responding in prayer. Then it's a kind of almost wordless prayer where we just rest in God's presence, aware of all that he's said to us. And so what I'm going to suggest is that we're going to try and do that together this morning. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read uh, the, the, the bigger uh, chunk, the section, the eight-verse section that that verse uh, comes from, and then we're going to reflect on that together. And there are three ways we're going to do, do that. So first is uh, listening for Christ the Word. So I'm going to read it for us, and then we're just going to spend two minutes in silence. And what I want you to do is just as you're listening to, to, to those words, just see if there's a word or a phrase that sticks out in your mind. It could be any of the words or phrases in the passage. It could be the word lamp, it, whatever it is. And just reflect on that. And then at the end of that two minutes, we'll just have an opportunity, just if you want to, just to share out loud without going into more detail what that word was. And then the next stage is that we're going to read it again. And then this time as we read it, I want you to reflect on the question, how does what I've heard touch my life today? What, what are you hearing God saying to you through the words that you've just heard. And then again, there'll be an opportunity to share, I hear God saying dot, dot, dot. And then the third, the, the third part of this is we're going to read the psalm, uh, read, read this part of the psalm again. And then there'll be another two minutes silence. And during that, that two minutes, I just want, you to want to invite you to, to think about the question, well, what does God want me to to be, to do, or to become as a result of this. Uh, and again, there'll be an opportunity to share if you want to. Is there one thing from this passage that I need to take into this week ahead? So that's what we're going to do. Don't worry, I'll remind you as we, as we go along. Um, Heather, I wonder, could you go back to... Brilliant. So we're going we're gonna to start with number one. And this first, first time as we, as we listen to... Listen to the words. Just encourage you. You might, you might find it helpful just to close your eyes because it's about listening deeply. Just listen for the, a word or a phrase that jumps out to you. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it that I will follow your righteous laws. I have suffered much. Preserve my life, Lord, according to your word. Accept, Lord, the willing praise of my mouth and teach me your laws. Though I constantly take my life in my hands, I will not forget your law. 
The wicked have set a snare for me, but I have not strayed from your precepts. Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. So we'll just take two minutes now in silence, just reflecting on a word or a phrase that speaks to you in that reading. So that's two minutes. So just have an opportunity. If you want to, you don't have to. Just to share that word or phrase. That's it. No other words. You don't need to share anything else. Just a word or a phrase that really jumped out to you. So to me, it was the joy of my heart. Any, a couple of other people. Anyone else want to share kind of the word or phrase that jumped out to them? Except, O oh Lord, the willing praise of my mouth. Thank you, Glenn. Forever. Thank you, Chris. Except. Brilliant. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Did someone else say something? Okay. My heart is set. Brilliant. Thank you, Marie. My heritage. I will. Brilliant. To the very end. Brilliant. Thank you, Anna. Super. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to read it again. And again, we'll have two minutes of silence. And this time, I just want you to reflect. How does this, uh, what I've heard, how does it touch my life today? What are you hearing God say to you? through it. And, and especially if there was a word or a phrase that really stuck in your mind, what is it about that 
that God might want to be speaking to you through today. Okay, so I'll read it, and then we'll have another two minutes uh, to silently reflect. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it, that I will follow your righteous laws. I have suffered much. Preserve my life, Lord, according to your word. Accept, Lord, the willing praise of my mouth and teach me your laws. Though I constantly take my life in my hands, I will not forget your law. The wicked have set a snare for me, but I have not strayed from your precepts. Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. So I have another two minutes now. What is God saying to you through this reading? So that's another two minutes. So the question now is, what do you hear God saying to you? Uh, again, there might be some who are brave, brave, brave enough to want to share out loud. Again, I, I'll just kick things off. What I, what I hear God saying to me through this is just the, uh, a call, um, an invitation just to, to realize the, the wonder um, of the gift of God's word, uh, that we have a God who speaks, who wants to make himself known to us. And so reading the Bible, uh, it shouldn't just be a, a chore, but it should be a delight. We, we just, that, that I take for granted so much of the time, just what a, what a gift God's word is. So that's, that's what I heard God, God, God saying to me. Does anyone else want to share what they felt God might be saying to them? You're gonna have to be very loud, Glenn, I'm sorry. 
If you're serious about me, give me the glory. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. God is saying to me, if I am the joy of your heart, live it and speak it. Brilliant. Thank you. Anyone else? Sorry. I'm just... This is the way to go. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, I see us all on the journey of life, running a race, and a big placard that says, keep going. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, my, my phrase was that um, my heart is set um, and um, God, God always says to me that um, if your heart is set on something, never be um, afraid or ashamed of, of showing that. So like for instance in worship, yeah. um, you know, we, me and Peter, we love rugby and, um, and when we watch rugby matches, we see people really giving it some when they're supporting England or supporting the team and that's something that God's placed in my heart that when we worship mm. really give it some for him because he's more worthy than mm. than that so you know and he said don't be embarrassed about looking a fool so brilliant thank you do. thank you Marie okay um uh, basically, Marie was saying, kind of, her, the, the verse or the, the phrase that stuck out to her was, "My heart is set." Uh, and just when our hearts is, are set on anything, we're, we're really serious about it. She was just reflecting on how uh, you know, they, uh, she and Peter enjoy watching the rugby, and and when people are kind of just cheering on their team, they're really into it, and they're not embarrassed. They don't feel ashamed. They don't feel any any sense of, "Am I going to look like a weirdo when they're cheering on their team?" And just that sense of uninhibited joy in, 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 in God. I think that was basically what you were saying. Anyone else want to, to share what they hear God saying to them? Diane. I just, <coughs> sorry, I have a bit of a um, It's about will and willingness. Our will, we can say I will do this and I will do that. But I think it's deeper than... I will. It's about your intense will, your, your will that you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Not that it makes sense. Yeah. No. Thank you. Thank you. Super. Right. So we're gonna. What we're gonna do now uh, is we're going to hear the hear the passage one last time, and this time, as as you're, as we're taking those two minutes to reflect. It's going to lead us into a time of prayer. And the question I want you to think about is, what do I need to take away from this? If this is what God's saying to me, what do I need to take, a, take away from it? Is there anything I need to do in response? Is there one thing from this passage, from God's word that I've heard today, that I need to take into the week ahead? Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it, that I will follow your righteous laws. I have suffered much 
Preserve my life, Lord, according to your word. Accept, Lord, the willing praise of my mouth and teach me your laws. Though I constantly take my life in my hands, I will not forget your law. The wicked have set a snare for me, but I have not strayed from your precepts. Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. So, two minutes. What does God want you to take away from his word this morning? Okay, so that's been another two minutes. So, Heather, can we have the, the next, the final slide? Because what we're, what we're going to do now is we're just going to respond in prayer. And the way I suggest we're going to do this is just we each take some time, uh, first of all, just to, to, to stop uh, and just to, to, to reflect. What is God saying to me through this part of his word? How am I going to respond? Another way you could do that is almost completing this sentence. If this is true, whatever God's been saying to you, dot, dot, dot. What does that mean? So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give us 10 seconds, uh, because we've been thinking about it already, just to try and articulate that in our own minds, and then we'll pray together. So let's just take a few, a few seconds just to uh, allow those thoughts to come together for us. And then um, what we're going to do, what I suggest we do for our, for our time of prayer now is just that we, we lift those things to God. And you might want to do it out loud. You might want to do it uh, just quietly uh, in, your, in your heart. Uh, so the, um, the, the 
Korean church has a, has a wonderful way of everyone just praying out loud all at the same time. Uh, they're, they're, different, they're different prayers. So if you feel comfortable with, with that, I'll count down 3, 2, 1, and we can, we can pray out loud at the same time. If you, if you don't feel comfortable with that, just pray quietly in your heart. But let's just respond to God in prayer off the back of what we've heard him say. 3, 2, 1. So we just draw our prayers together, Lord, and we say thank you for your word. Thank you that it is a light and a lamp. Thank you that it teaches us how to live in this world, how to walk this journey of faith. Lord, whatever you have spoken to each one of us, help us to take it away with us this week and live by it. Amen. Amen. So that's that. That what we've done this morning is uh, is something that you can do by yourself. It's something that you can do. Uh, you're in a in a cell group or something like that, uh, and you can take. It's something that you can take as long or as a little time. So two minutes is probably on the shorter end. If you're really, you've got a lot of time. Perhaps you're having a quiet day or something. You could take half an hour over each section. Uh, in silence and quiet. Um, you could do 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, but it's just a really helpful way of reflecting on God's Word and actually trying to listen for what He's saying to you in your heart. So we're going to respond now. We're going to uh, worship God in song as we move towards uh, communion and sharing bread and wine together. So if you're able, let's stand and let's sing.